Hello, everyone. I hope and pray all is well with you and yours. My name is Dr. Manette, and welcome back to my podcast, Sow in Peace. The purpose of this podcast is to help and encourage believers to properly sow in peace in their homes, marriages, friendships, workplace, and especially in the body of Christ. Sowing in peace simply means to reflect God's character in all that we say and do. But before I get started, I first want to say thank you to all of God's listeners. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to listen to this podcast. And furthermore, I just want to remind all of you that as I encourage you, I am also encouraging myself. Always remember that I am on this faith journey as well, and I am walking this narrow road that leads to life right along with you. And if you're new to this podcast, I just want to say welcome. I pray to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that he richly blesses us and encourages us through his word today. Today's topic is called Desiring the Sincere Milk of God. And the passage that I'll be reading from comes from the book of 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. I'll be reading from the Amplified Bible version. So if you want to follow me, as usual, you know what to do. Go ahead and grab your Bible. And it says, starting at verse 2, So put aside every trace of malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy, and all slander and hateful speech. Like newborn babies, you should long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may be nurtured and grow in respect to salvation, meaning its ultimate fulfillment. And if in fact you have already tasted the goodness and gracious kindness of the Lord. Now the purpose of this passage is to teach new believers to yearn for the sincere, true, heartfelt, genuine word of God. When I looked up the definition of milk, it is defined as an opaque, meaning dense or thick white fluid in in fat, um, rich in fat and protein. It is secreted by female mammals for the nourishment of their young. In other words, uh, milk is proper food for children and newborn babes, which nourishes them exceedingly that they grow and thrive thereby, though they have nothing else to feed upon. When I put this definition in a biblical perspective, uh, the word of God can be viewed as spiritual milk that is good um, good food for the soul. It is for those that are born again by the spirit and who are truly regenerated, meaning uh, those who are truly restored to Christ and have been revived. Spiritual milk helps newborn uh, spiritual babies grow in the maturity set before them, and it helps them thrive meaning spiritual milk helps a newborn uh, believer to succeed, uh, to prosper, or to grow well by feeding spiritually upon the word, uh, the word's precepts, and the promises of God. Um, Many of us um, that are born again, we live by the word of God and we are satisfied, satisfied by it. And the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter four, verses four, that it is written, uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Um, many uh, new and old Christians, uh, if you want to say saints or believers, uh, we should always desire the sincere milk of God. This means that we are to have an appetite for the pure nourishment of God's word. Uh, We need to long for God's word because it is one of the surest signs of our spiritual health and well-being. Having a um, deep desire to feed feed from the sincere milk of God, it would actually keep us from being spiritually hungry or spiritually thirsty. It would keep us from going into spiritual deprivation. That means that the word of God will keep us from being spiritually withdrawn. Um, However, um, every believer, we must be on alert or watchful that our spiritual hunger or our thirst for God's word does not diminish or become destroyed by having um, or possessing immoral attitudes, uh, always being in a bad mood, um, having bad feelings. Um, It also um, can affect um, um, 
it can affect us by carrying on wrong mindsets, being lazy, um, and also um, can diminish um, our spiritual hunger or thirst can be diminished by uh, the cares and riches and pleasures or indulgences, indulgences in this life. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter five, verse six, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Uh, I believe that this verse is one of the most important verses in the Bible because how hungry and thirsty we are for God, it will actually determine our spiritual condition throughout our lives. Um, and Unfortunately, if we begin to neglect or ignore, abandon or disregard or even overlook our hunger for God's word through, you know, windows of being fearful or the deceitfulness of wealth and desiring the things of this world and its passions, um, our spiritual health will be uh, affected. It can be destroyed, damaged and ruined. Um, in other words, we can um, we as humans can walk around on this earth and caring or being agitated, um, having uneasiness in our stomachs about certain outcomes um, in life, which will send us into uh, it can send us into spiritual malnutrition. Um, it can affect our physical and emotional spiritual well-being, and it can also cause us to um, eventually spiritually die. Uh, Proverbs 12, 25 tells us that uh, the heaviness in the heart of a man, it make it stoop, but a good word make it glad. Um, that can be looked at twofold, but I'll take it from the word of God that uh, put in layman's terms, that anxiety in the heart of man can cause depression. But uh, if we read the word of God, which is a good word, it can make our heart happy. It can cause our, our heart to be grateful and we will be pleased. It can change our countenance. And matter of fact, it can make us sleep easy at night. Um, the Bible tells us in Psalm 119, 105, that the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Simply put, um, without God's word, we are walking in spiritual darkness and can only see so far in front of us. But the more we read God's word and trust and obey his word, our path in life will become easier because his word will guide us. Um, it will teach us. Um, it will show us how to live and treat others. So I want to give you seven ways on how why we should sow in peace and desire the sincere milk of God. And the first reason is um, to simply find God. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Uh, we cannot decide to look for God with a half-hearted desire. And the reason why is because God just will not answer us. He will not let us in. Um, if we go to the book of Psalm, chapter 25, verse 14, the Bible says that the secret, and this, the secret is the wise counsel of the Lord. It says it is for those who fear him and he will let them know his covenant and he will reveal to them um, what he is revealing through his word is a uh, deep inner meaning. So when we go to the word of God, we go to the word of God to find God, but we have to go and want to find him with our whole heart so that he will make himself known to you. Um, number two, we read the word of God because we want to be free. Uh, John chapter eight, 32 says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. One of the ways that uh, the truth will set you free um, you can find it in Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. It says, for the word of God is living and it is active and full of power, um, making it operative. It energizes and it is effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and spirit, meaning the completeness of a person and both joints and marrow. 
and the reason why the word of God um, um, is living when you read the word of God and, and, it, and the reason why it can set you free, because the word of God, it will touch the deepest part of our nature. It will expose and judge the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. And when it does that, and you repent and you turn from it, you will be set free from the bondages that live in your heart and in your mind. Um, you will no longer want to do the things that you have been storing up in your heart for years. And whatever those things may be, you know. Uh, number three, we read the word of God to stand on God's promises. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse eight, it says, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. Everything else in life will fade, but everything God says in his word is eternal and secure, and we can hold on to it and we can stand on it. That gives us hope, that gives us confidence in life. Um, number four, we also read the word of God to not sin against God. Joshua 1 verse 8 says, this book of the law shall not depart from our mouth, uh, but we shall med meditate on it day and night so that we will be careful to do all that according that is, um, is according uh, and written in it. Uh, for doing this, it will make our way prosperous and then we will have good success. So reading the word of God and keeping it stored up in our hearts, it will keep us from sinning from God. It will be a guard against evil that tries to um, sneak up in our hearts. Um, so it keep us from acting those evil um, ways out and get rid of it. <laughs> um, number five, we read the word of God for protection. In Proverbs chapter 30, verse five, it says, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Having the word of God stored um, in our hearts will keep us from going down the wrong paths. It will help us consider our ways and how to do life or go about life, and it will help us make wise decisions. It is a protection. It's a shield to us. Um, number six, we read the word of God to be restored to God. Um, Psalm 19 tells us that, um, starting in verse 7 through 12, that the law of the Lord is perfect, is reviving the soul. And the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right and rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And the rules of the Lord are true and righteousness altogether. And more to be desired they um, than gold and even much fine gold. It is sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. And moreover, by them, um, we are warned by the word of God. And if we uh, keep hold to those warnings and do what's right, um, there is a great reward in the end. And the last one is uh, number seven. And we read the word of God to truly know Jesus. In First Philippians 3, chapter 10, it says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in death. Uh, one thing I will tell you is that we will never know Jesus for ourselves unless we open the scriptures and diligently study the word of God. And just a quick personal little testimony. I just want to um, let you know when I was 15 years old, I gave my life to Christ. Um, but um, I was baptized and I was so excited and so um, full of uh, uh, just freedom. But I'm... Um, Unfortunately, I went back into the world. I won't tell you everything that happened to me, but the enemy came and got me and took me captive again, even though I was a believer. I didn't even know that I was free, but I was acting like I was, um, you know, um, belonged to, the, to Satan again. Um, but I will tell you that 
it took me 22 years to realize that I was not reading the word of God. And I remember thinking to myself uh, or talking to God, actually, that I hated that our relationship was so dead and boring and I was tired of following him. But in that very moment, I remembered to consider the fact that I hadn't even really opened the Bible nor studied it. And I had uh, that day had told God that I was going to pick up the word of God and that I was going to read it and I wasn't going to put it down. And I'll tell you that um, that is exactly what I did. I began to open it like a book from from, um, the book of Genesis and I began to read nonstop. And I remember the Lord told me to go to the book of Matthew the gospel. And I begin to read it at the same time. And I've told you in a previous episode that I read one chapter a day, but in the book of Matthew is when the yoke of my life began to break. Um, it began to free me. A holy fear came upon me and a desire to uh, follow him became uh, stronger. Uh, God in that time began to sanctify me. He began to anchor my soul and um, caused me to obey him. He gave me a new heart and he gave me a new spirit and he helped me uh, walk in his ways. And so I will tell you that if you are feeling dead in your spirit, if you are uh, feeling distant from God, if you know, if you feel like, you know, I can't read the word of God, I want to tell you to put faith and go ahead and do it out of your will, not out of affection, because that may not come right now, but it will come after you are disciplined and after you are truly seeking God, God will begin to fill you up with his Holy Spirit. He will give you the ability and the discipline, spiritual discipline to continue to read and to obey it and to live by it. Um, So I just want to encourage you today to please desire the sincere milk of God and um, it will change your life. And I'm going to end it here. And this is Dr. Manette with Still in Peace. I just want to say that God loves you and I love you. And the next time I'll figure out what we're going to talk um, about. Uh, It is according to what the Lord wants me to say. But anyway, God bless you and have a good day.